Bird, 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 yeah, bird. Friends, back again to the Joe Blow Horror Show. Back at it again, son. Episode 20. A milestone. Kind of, not really. But hey, we're still here. We're still kicking. Joe Blow Horror Show, where we review, rate, discuss, and break down horror movies, not horror films. And Mr. Drunk Darius, it's been a while. It's been a like minute. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. What's new with you? Well, is I, your uh, grinder game still strong? It's it's been okay. It's yeah. been okay. Yeah. You know, any any hot dates you want to share with uh, with all of us? No, no. I got stood up again on Saturday, which is why I ended up watching one of these movies at the bar so I can get Wi Fi. At you watched a movie at the bar because I just moved, so I don't have internet yet. And it you just must have so, been really focused and it, drawn into the movie. It yeah. was video drum, which is not a movie you want to watch when there's a bunch at of people walking by. <laughs> Jesus, you should have, you should have, we're gone. You could have just, I was here, and then I got a booty call, and then she didn't show up. Mm, she got a booty no call. Yeah, and I drove by on my way here, and she's standing outside, and I didn't know who she was at first. It's my duty to please that booty. Whatever. Name that movie. I don't know. Booty call with the damn. you watch. The, the wins. Okay. Goodness gracious. Yes, sir. Episode 19 coming at you with Videodrome and Ghoul. Yep. Discussion topic, uh, top five fears segment is the Drunk Darius deep dive into Alien, the OG. I'm excited to see. I haven't seen the movie in forever. You, you borrowed my brand new Blu-ray. Yeah, you ain't open yet. No, it's... I might give you the first disc back, but I'm going to watch the rest. Is Prometheus on there? Uh, I'm not sure. That's the one that I told you guys a story a couple episodes ago where my wife got me a duplicate movie for my birthday. So I went back and I got that one. It was like the alien quadrilogy or something like that. I think there's like four of them on there. I'm not sure if Prometheus and alien covenant are on there. I don't think covenant is, but maybe yeah, Prometheus. Prometheus might. I'm not really sure. Hopefully this isn't your first episode, but if it is the Joe blow horror show, what we do is we take one older, one newer movie each week. We break it down. We pretty much go scene by scene. Uh, we talk a little bit about the movie, the the themes of it, the kind of what's going on, the theories, the ideas, 
get a little deep into it. We do like to talk about trivia in the beginning. Some, you know, who 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 starred in the movie, directed it, wrote it, all that kind of stuff as well. We do have uh, rotating segments that are pretty fun, and we have a discussion topic each week where we get we we try to act like we are educated. Debate club. Debate a little bit. That's right. So. Mm. But. Yeah, anyways, it's getting into the summer here, so I don't know, man. What are your what are your as far as horror movies go, do you have any plans? Are you like getting excited to watch like Jaws or anything like that? Any big movies coming out you want to see? Coming out? Yeah. Uh well I want to see Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I that's gotta be coming out pretty soon here. I mean it's already, DVD or whatever. Yeah. It's out of the theaters, I think. Um well, we'll get into horror happenings in a minute, yeah. I guess. Yeah, all right. Well, um, I guess we should try this beer we got. So it's Crack a, that shit open. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got two of them. Yeah. We got See, two you got them. one of those cans, too, that I got. Crawler. Yeah. Yep. But you can't refill that, can you? No, it's just a one-time use. But, I mean, it's really not that bad for what I paid for. But the first one we have is from Barntown Brewing in Waukee, Iowa pretty cool it's like a it's like a bar that brews its own beer uh, this one is called neon and it's 6.5 percent abv let's uh open her up and give her a rip eh so it's one of those it's like a giant it's a giant ass can that they fill up there somehow like upside down or something remember yeah so it's it's like a one-time thing so if you've ever you know, a growler is basically like a big, um, it's like a jug. From yeah, it's like a big jug. Hobos but, used to blow <laughs> Yeah, in. but they're sixty-four ounces, so this can is thirty-two, and it's kind of like a, uh, like a one-town, one-time kind of deal. So, this one's got a pretty unique color to it, I'd say. Yeah, it's a, it looks like a summer shandy, but I mean, it's not. But that's the color. No, nope. yeah, because I think. Uh, well, here, let's just give her a rip here. Going for a rip there, you bud. Cheers. Clink. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I like it. I don't know. It's something about the beers of this color I tend to like a lot. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you uh, why, and I'll tell you what it is. So, um, it's Barntown Brewing. It's called the Neon. So, it's an IPA. It's, it's New England. So, this is... Um, I mean, it's a double dry hopped New England IPA with the citron and a mosaic. It's kind of like a hazy. Uh, if I had to, if I had to uh, describe it, I guess. But I mean, it looks like one of those lactose ones. I mean, it's like a really creamy. It's kind of sweet. Yep, yep. So pretty, pretty decent here. If you guys, I know I pimp this every episode, but hey, if you like beer, follow us on Untapped. It's a pretty cool app. Um, where you can check out beers and check out ratings and reviews and everything. So out of five, Mr. Drunk Darius, what do you think we should give this uh, Barcom Brewing? Four-ish. That ish stands for 0. 0.15, 4.15. Um, I am going to give this a four on the nuts. I think that's a fair. Yeah, it's it's not as good as... the nuts a lot, I feel like. <laughs> that's right. I don't know what that means. <laughs> four on the nuts. Give her the minivan. Okay. But uh yeah. So uh as far as as uh 
I'm trying to think. What, what's the last hazy that we had, the hazy IPA? Because it wasn't as good as that one. I don't remember. Yeah, of course you don't. It's a good thing I read all this I don't remember down. yesterday. Pretty much, pretty much. So, um, I guess, do you have anything else then before we get into the uh, horror happenings? Um, did I ever tell you the story about the fat Robert England that works with me? Yes. Go well, I, I mean, I, I've heard of him, I think. This is the creepy dude at work. He like stares at me all the time. He tries to walk in on me going to the bathroom. Oh, this is really? Inappropriate shit. <laughs> and he's like, looks like Robert England in the face, but he's like real fat in the middle, like uh, a type of fat. Like looks Jack like Black fat. He or ate Chris like a fat. pregnant woman. No, he's just got a huge beer gut, but he's like skinny in the face, skinny legs, huge oh, beer gut. Oh, just a huge, like Kevin Heffernan then. And he doesn't drink at all, so I don't know where the beer gut that comes is weird. from. And his wardrobe consists of... Sweaters, I hope. No, suspenders and jorts, which are jean shorts. Dude, okay, first off, can you get a picture of that? Because that is hilarious. Well, he recently got laid off, but I will. But he also, like, he has, like, a pocket full of change or maybe, like, some janitor's keys or something. Just planking. So when he walks around, he jingles. The other day, I was working in the warehouse, and I'm the only one there. I have my headphones in. I shut all the lights off, and I hear the jingle, 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 like, noise. Take my headphones off. Turn around. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh I like, don't hear anything. Put my headphones back in, and then I hear it again. Turn around. He's not there. But dude haunts my nightmares. Dude, I feel like uh, we have a good... Um, I mean, that, that could be like a good like Tucker and Dale versus Evil style like funny movie. It could be. You just have a slasher wearing Daisy Dukes <laughs> and fucking suspenders yes. chasing yeah. you around, and instead of the... All you hear is just add in the sound. But yeah, he has oh, like God. one wardrobe, like a Simpsons character. T- <laughs> yeah, like Barney. <laughs> How terrifying. Oh my God. Um, yeah, I don't have any cool stories to tell, I guess, of what's been going on recently. Nah, so, it's all good. Yeah, well, let's get into... Uh, Horror Happenings. This is the Joe Blow Horror Show Exclusive. All right, let's. Uh, you go first while I uh, write a little note here about the uh, Barntown Brewing, eh? Okay. Uh, I'm to start this one off just because we just covered Event Horizon. There's a new movie coming out called Ad Astra. I saw that with uh, our boy uh, Brad Pitt. Yes. Is it horror though? That's a question I had. If they kind of left it open. Okay. In the trailer, so it seems like it's going to be a little bit horror, but you don't know. But anyways, it's a lot like Event Horizon where they send a secret top, top secret 
space shuttle out and they lose contact with it and then all of a sudden they get contact back really? it's Brad Pitt's dad oh, and yeah. Brad Pitt's at, also an astronaut so they send him to go figure out what's going on but you don't really know they, they left the trailer pretty vague which I really like a lot of people are hating on it but I feel like they don't give too much away which is good yeah which is good and, and I won't watch the trailer anyways but you know whatever I mean I, I think We've all had our conversation about, or everyone knows my idea, it opinion on trailers, so. Yeah. And yeah. It's cool. I like Brad Pitt's back. He's in that Once Upon a Time in... Mexico? Hollywood. Hollywood. The Quentin Tarantino movie that looks oh, awesome, too. Is it, is it out? The trailer's out. Okay, I haven't, yeah. It looks pretty awesome. Huh. Which is about the Manson murders. Okay. And it's got... It's got everybody in it. it, DiCaprio and Margot Robbie. Oh, golly. In another life, Margot Robbie. too perfect. It's like one of those girls is like, I'm never going to be attractive enough (laughs) for that girl to like me. It it hurts my soul. Do you believe believe in alternate dimensions? I hope there's a Toby out there. in alternate (laughs) dimension, she is feeding me grapes right now, naked. And I'm just, like, chilling, laying back on the couch, playing, like, Halo. I feel like you look like Jabba the Hutt, and she I, is Princess Leia. I probably Leia. am, and I'm super loaded, <laughs> and she is not famous, but just as hot. And I'm just sitting there, like, mm. <sighs> Anyways, let's uh, carry on here before my sweatpants get too tight. Yeah, this is awkward. So... Anyways, I have uh, I have a couple little things there. So we're we're on the heels of the Black Mirror season five release uh, recently on Netflix of Ju- on June fifth. So I would check it out. They've got some bigger name actors in these episodes here. If you guys are unfamiliar with Black Mirror, it's basically an anthology. Uh, the first I want to say three seasons were um, like a British anthology, kind of horror themed. And then I want to say season four was bought by Netflix and they put that out and it was still pretty good. Which is like a mix between British and American yep. actors. Yep. But so season four had some pretty decent actors in it. It had Charlie Plummer, I think. It had a lot of actors yep. in notice. Yep. And it had, um, um, you know, the, the black guy that is in Rogue One. I've never seen the new Star Wars, but yeah. the main character in that, he's in this as well, yeah. too. I think he's in the Pacific Rim Uprising. He's an episode. Season five's uh, not lacking either. They've got some names you'll recognize. Wait, wait, wait. No. Well, and they put out a movie, which is like Choose Your Own path. Oh, yes. That's right. I um, haven't seen that one yet. It's called like fucking um, Doppelganger, some, Cliffhanger. Some weird mo- name, yeah. Um, I haven't done it yet, but it's like choose your own path. So like, yeah. you decide the ending. Papa Giorgio, what the fuck is that called? I oh, know. I hate when people do this Papa Giorgio. on a po- podcast because everyone's like, "Oh, it's this," and they're yelling at us. Sorry, I don't know. Black Mirror, start with a P. It's some Papa random Giorgio, word. Papa it's not like a real word. I would think. Propaganda. Onward, doubt. Swimmy Swami Samsonite. So yeah. Anyways, it's got names like Miley Cyrus is in an episode. Um, uh, Anthony Mackie, and then um, Sherlock Holmes, Andrew Scott. No fucking clue who that who that is, but uh, he's in an episode as well too. So I will check it out. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, I like them a lot. They're so, like almost I had, too disturbing, too real. 
yeah. Like, they really fuck with your head after watching an episode. Yeah, because you've got just a big labia in your head instead of a brain, so... Well, in the first episode of the first season... They make the Prime Minister of the UK fuck a pig live on TV. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. So that's what you're getting into. <laughs> and that's funny, too. It's like, oh, they they were able to pull that off episode one, and boom, they're still kicking strong with season five. So I forgot about that. Yeah, that was pretty good. So anyways, what you got? Okay, so not getting political, but Georgia just passed some like really restrictive abortion law mm-hmm. and they have some system where they have really good like tax cuts for people filming there so there's a lot of shit filmed in Georgia around Atlanta and a lot of these companies are saying they're going to pull out of there if this law is set into motion yeah. one of those companies is the walking dead starting really? to pull out of filming in Georgia. That is so ridiculous that they let, I mean, I guess I, I don't really know too much into that, and I guess I'm not going to get into my political views. But right. I did see a tweet that was really funny on this because it said, like, I think Disney, like, they're pulling out of some some movie or, oh, like, it was like uh, one of the Avengers or something like that. They were not going to film there. But this guy had a pretty funny tweet that was like, you know, Disney is is uh, has movies right now that are filming in, you know, like the UAB, the United Arab Emirates, right. uh, somewhere in Africa where, you, I mean, they're like, oh, it's illegal to, you know, have a woman um, do anything pretty much over there. But, mm-hmm. oh, they're all right with filming there. Or else somewhere in Africa where, you know, if you're gay, you get, you know, shot and killed on site. But, oh, they got a movie going there. So this guy, you know. It was, it was kind of funny, but, you know, well, what it is, whatever. It's all about money. It's fucking it's stupid. P, it's PR. That's why they yep. pull out. No matter Keep where politics you stand on it, don't. Yeah. You're going to do it's what you can to make money. Yep. But if it's good PR to pull out of Georgia, then we're going to advertise it. But no God. one's talking about you. Cut your nose off to spite your fucking face is what it is. It's just stupid. But whatever. So. All right. No, that that that's I didn't hear about that. That's that's pretty interesting because I mean, well, for one thing, Rocking Walking Dead has gotten pretty compared to the earlier seasons. It's kind of shitty. So I mean, I don't really know. Maybe they're just you know, like you said, Walking Dead is not nearly what it used to be. So maybe they're just trying anything to get back in the news again. I thought they're wrapping up too. Honestly, I didn't know they're going to do more seasons. I think so. I mean, well, oh, they have this other one too. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm sure there. I'm sure like there's a lot of people like Walking Dead is still around. <laughs> so they're like, hey, bad PR is still PR. So yeah, whatevs. But uh, yeah, I, the next one I got. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of torn on this, but uh, the fifth Purge movie is gonna make its debut in the summer of 2020. So please, God, please go back to the original formula. Yeah. The last couple, particularly the last one, was was just a fucking goddamn garbage fire, if you ask me. So they should do one like, like the first film. Yeah, like in I mean, between one, the prequel and the first film or something, where they can just get back into the regular, the purge. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really movie. think you can say that there's an actual purge formula because the first movie is basically a um, 
I think it's the Siege only narrative. horror one or closest to horror. It is, yeah. Well, that one is 100% horror, I will say. Um, you know, that that one was a siege narrative, and then you got more into, like, action stuff, and they really made it so political now that, you know, there's just, I mean, it's, it's it's you know, it's overwhelming. It's like, it's a political movie disguising itself as a horror movie. I mean, that's kind of what it's gotten into. It's just overwhelming. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, it's funny because it reminds me, I guess the analogy I'm thinking about is, is my wife made pizza for the kids tonight and I went to fucking dump some hot sauce on and like, you know, just came out in a big, massive fucking glob. So all I tasted was hot sauce. I mean, that's basically what they're doing. It's just too much. It took a good thing like a pizza and they just fucking a little, little bit of that political stuff can, you know, add comedy or, or I guess like a storyline to it. But when you go too much, it's just overwhelming. It's like. Jordan Peele obviously does this social commentary shit, but it's... But you still have a good movie in there. Yeah, and it's, like, understated. Right. With the the newer Purge movies, like, it's very much in your face. Yeah. So, what do you got next? Okay, so... Steven Spielberg is writing a horror series. Oh, I'm glad you wrote this down. That you can only watch what's dark out. He he his like well like yeah, you can't so they don't you know can't exactly what's stream. going on but he wants it at like playing at midnight. You can only stream mm-hmm. it then. You can't stream it during the daytime right. in your area. Yep. yep. No, I saw that. I think it's I think it's uh, scary stories by Steven Spielberg or something. It's called, isn't it? Something like that. Ah, uh, something. I don't know. Yeah. It'll be. It'll. I, I did read something about that, but like the. One thing I read it on, I was like, gosh, that doesn't really look like it's official yet, so I didn't... But I think it's on uh, some new streaming site, so it's another streaming yeah. site you might have to get a subscription to, which people are yeah. happy about. We'll see. That reminds me, too, before I get into my next one, I forgot to write it down, but um, this isn't like a like a plug where we're getting paid or anything for this, but... If you if you don't have a fire stick, I would strongly re- oh here's the the freeze and smash. So, as a heads up, we're watching Jason X in the background and probably one of the best kills in the entire series. There's a lot of good kills in this. There yeah. is a lot of people shit on this movie, but I love this. I mean, Jason's got hair and it looks that that's a whole different thing. But yeah, we just saw the freeze and smash. Fucking love it. Oh there. Yeah, get your machete out. I don't know what the hell a doctor would use that for. It's <laughs> yeah, a futuristic looking right. machete. No, but um, anyways, Fire Stick guys, they're forty bucks. Pick one up. There's tons of free apps on there. I just downloaded a new one. Um, what the hell is it called? I will have to get white. People are like, why the fuck did you even bring this up if you don't know what this new app Tubi? is called? Tubi? Did you download Tubi? Yet? Yeah. So well, I mean, there's IMDb uh, free dive. So there's a bunch of free movies on there uh, that you can get. They just have commercials. But, I mean, I want to say, like, in an hour and a half movie, there's only, like, four fucking commercials. That's really not that bad. Um, there's um, Tubi, like like you were saying. That's another good one that's got a bunch of free stuff on there. Yep. There's commercials on there. Mm-hmm. This If you if you just go and search, you can find tons of, of, of um, you know, free apps that have movies on there. And Shutter so. is, like, Five bucks a month. Yeah, Shutter is a fucking deal and a half. Although it's I have all haven't, horror movies. Yep, I haven't seen a Shutter 
we're watching anything on Shutter in a long time, so I got to get on that. But no, I wanted to bring that up to you guys as well too. So there's a lot of, you know, I mean nowadays, fucking TV is so expensive and satellites. You know, we we pay up the ass for fucking satellite TV, and basically the only reason I still have it is so I can watch my you know hockey and football. That's the only reason I would have it is for mm-hmm. sports. Yeah. So, but anyways, my next one is this is a. I don't know where we're going to go with this one, but the story is is Netflix is making uh, the movie The Division. So The Division is a game, um, I believe it's Xbox. I haven't played it, but I don't know if the game is necessarily horror, but the movie definitely could be. So I know the premise of the game, and it's in a futuristic like Los Angeles or New York where there was a viral outbreak. So Netflix yeah. is making a Netflix original movie, so they could easily make this... Uh, you know, like an apocalyptic, um, you know, infection or, or outbreak movie. So keep your eyes open for that. Netflix, it's, it's, I would say it's, it's, uh, you, you're better putting your money on a movie made by Netflix that's going to be good than not good. So mm. whether it's, I mean, it'll they, be they well usually produced. put movies out. Yeah. It'll be well produced. I mean, I there's know. not a lot of Netflix movies that, oh, Bandersnatch. That's what that fucking Black Mirror one is. Okay. I knew I'd come up with that <laughs> randomly. <laughs> but no, uh, Netflix has got their hands on it, so it's probably going to be pretty decent. So, But keep your eyes open for that. And then I'll just do my last one real quick here while I'm on it because uh, it's another video game thing. But Blair Witch game is coming this August. That was my last one, dude. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of a video game nerd. I guess not as much as I used to. Um so I go on IGN quite a bit. And it's an app where I get a lot of my news for movies and video games. But they just had, it's called E3. It's the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Uh, basically, it's all your video game manufacturers go there and, you know, show off their upcoming shit. So there's, and that's usually in May or early June. And I think they just had that. So there's lots and lots of news out there of upcoming games and whatever. So. You can look it up if you if you like video games. There's probably a lot of cool stuff in there. I watched the trailer for that. For? Blair Witch. Oh, did you? I think I watched a little bit of it because it's video games. I really don't give a fuck. But. Oh, I, I feel like they haven't nailed the horror movie video game yet. Like, I haven't played the Friday the 13th one. I haven't but either. I heard it's good, though. It was, like, kind of in beta, and they had a bunch of bugs to work out, and then they got sued. For Blair Witch, or? No, for the Friday the Thirteenth. No, the Friday the Thirteenth game was a like a um, a Kickstarter right. Campaign. So they, it was never they made like it fully pre- made. It was, that. it was for the but most they got part. sued, didn't but they, they just couldn't keep updating it. So it's an online only game. So basically, and it's funny you bring it up too because I didn't write this down in notes, but I did read an article that talked about um, the, there's a court case going on. If you guys go on Bloody Disgusting, you can read about it. But basically, they. It's it's between Victor Miller and then the uh, the Sean S. Cunningham. So it's between the writer and the director, and Sean S. Cunningham sent something back to the courts. So it's basically going to be another year or two before we get any kind of anything close to a resolution out of it. But basically, um, Sean S. Cunningham is basically trying to get it where we can still get Friday the Thirteenth movies out the way Victor Cunningham wants it. Is you know. He, he wants everything tied to him with the original story. But then there's a lot of gray area because 
they're trying to figure out who has the rights to John actual Carpenter should jump in like no I shit. want cuts <laughs> well the biggest problem is is they're trying to figure out who's got the rights to actual Jason because the Victor Miller wrote the first movie well the killer in the first movie spoiler alert is not Jason it's his mom so yeah, uh, you know they're like what the fuck trying to get it all figured out so I don't know just resolve it so we can have a fucking Friday the 13th video game or movie or something we're gonna watch it we're gonna play it no matter how bad it yeah. is yeah, people exactly. are gonna watch that shit yep. um, I don't know was that your um, your last one I got one more alright what do you got uh what it's like my third one about trailers but watch the trailer for Midsommar have you seen that no, I don't watch trailers, but I've heard of it. I, I it's, uh, they, they, there's been they, a lot of buzz about the it. People from Hereditary making it in a twenty four, yeah. No, Aussie uh, sorry, I'm sorry, Ari Aster, whatever. Yeah, I think is. that's yeah, A24, that sounds yeah. right. But it has a real Hereditary feel, like uh, yeah, kind of artsy, but it looks good, interesting. Doesn't give too much away. You don't really know what's going on. Jordan, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, man. That's that fucking hereditary work. So Jordan Peele wrote a really good review about it because he's seen it already. So oh really? Yeah, I mean, there's you know, that's one thing too. We're we're kind of fortunate because we're going to see more horror movies than you know we ever have in the past, and a lot of it is, is these indie films that make their way through the you know the the film festivals. So you know there's there's potentially movies that are couple years old but we're just hearing about them now because well of this is a pretty big production thing i think hereditary is probably the best movie of last year so this guy's gonna get whatever he wants like any studio's gonna pay for it same yeah. with jordan peele movies and stuff but it's, it's cool because the small time movies are making big time stars in their horror movies where they've never been before we used to get these cheap cheesy ass jason remakes <laughs> yeah no i uh no, I'm I'm excited for it. It, it, it. You know, the one thing too is all all you know instead of saving it until we get to our uh, horror happenings is I've really been slacking and not only watching just horror movies in general, but especially 2019 horror movies. I've I've been watching a decent amount in the theater, but I've been catching up on a lot of shows lately. I guess maybe I'll fill you in when we do the. Or happenings or whatever. But shotgun reviews. Or, yeah, god damn it. I always get that fucked up. Yeah, I've had the internet. Shotgun reviews. So I've been watching a lot of old DVDs. Jesus Christ, how long does it take to get internet out there? I mean, you got like fucking They're coming, March coming out to run the line or what? Yeah. Monday. About time. So, yeah, that's all I got for horror happenings unless you got anything else. No, let's get on to... All right, our first feature review our discussion. Is... Jesus, man. <laughs> is it really our discussion? On to discussion. Golly. Top it's 5. It's a good thing fears. someone's got their head out of their ass today. Yeah, usually mine's pretty mine's so far up there. It's a back on my shoulders. <laughs> right. Wishmaster. I want my lawyer to go fuck himself. YouTube it if you haven't seen that that scene. Yeah, I'm glad someone's got their shit together. So, yeah, let's get into our discussion topic this week. What we've got here is failure to communicate. So, for discussion topic this week, we have 
my choice, which is your top five fears, all-time fears. I didn't give you guys or Mr. Drunk Darius any kind of background on it, really. We just kind of left it at, you know, what are your top five fears? So anything to say about uh, about that? What, where, where, what was going through your head? Where would you go with this when you were getting this figured out? Did you were you like, oh man, this is easy? Do you have to think about some? Any pop out right away or? Well, a few did. I really, I think most people's top fear is dying. So I try to keep it limited to different ways of dying. <laughs> yeah. Like didn't want to add too many in there, but that's most of them. Well, I mean, that's why I, I kind of like when we leave it vague for a discussion because it seems like you and me are very different in the approach we take. Yeah. So, and I'm sure that will carry on with this here as well. But for me, it was, uh, the reason I chose this is because of the last movies we talked about last week, kind of the space theme. So I don't want to spoil it, but you'll get into that. So that's kind of what made me think about this and be honest. Uh, I had, three of the five like just rolled right off my tongue right away and I started thinking about it and I had to think a little bit about the other two but it wasn't very wasn't very hard so yeah I think uh, I probably could have added more different ones on here but reason some of them are more bigger fears is because of the likelihood of them happening rather than some like terrible going shit. bald or yeah, right. Boyfriend exactly. dumping you or yeah, yeah, getting yeah. a beer belly. So that the more likely <laughs> shit would make it on here rather right. than like getting killed by ISIS or something. Probably is oh, mine are all happen. over the place. Just wait till you hear <laughs> what I got. So, anyways, I will. I'll defer to you. I'll give you the honors to go first with our top five fears, starting with number five. Okay, this one is probably silly, but. I could have added stuff more scary, but snakes. Really? They scared the fuck out of me, dude. Oh, my gosh. When I was little, I found... I had this memory of finding this little tiny plastic snake by my treehouse, and it turned to real life and wrapped around my finger. That was your dream? And told me all these evil things. See, I remember it as real, which it probably was a dream, but I was so young, I don't remember it. It happened a, a few times said all this evil shit fucking snakes but probably has something to do with my catholic upbringing too about maybe the serpent shit yeah it just it doesn't do for me i mean i'm not afraid of snakes really i'm not scared of them i mean i've got a lot of experience you know with snakes i mean every time i take a leak i've got to wrestle once so it's just something i've gotten used to over time (laughs) yeah i guess if you got more used to them I don't Wrestling know. in Anaconda. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Go on. All right. Number five for me is even more silly than that, and that's being bitten by a zombie. Yeah. I've always been afraid of that. It has started when I was probably in third or fourth grade watching uh, TNT Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs and watching... Uh, Night of the Living Dead for the first time. Which is on Shutter now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe Bob Briggs is back with his uh, drive-in, I think they call it. But I've always had a thing. It's no surprise to anybody that knows me with zombies. And just, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's funny to kind of joke around, but 
just think how tragic that is. It's like that's I mean, I don't know, that should be higher really when you think about it, but just you get bit by a zombie and I mean, as long as you don't get mauled and attacked and eaten by a hundred of them, if you fight a couple zombies off, you kill them, and then, oh, shit, I'm bit. And then you have, like, that couple hours, couple days, you know, whatever that turnaround time is, is just, like, the dread. You're fucked. What are you going to do? Like, you're basically dead, and you've got a clock ticking down, and you know your time of death. That's got to be pretty terrifying. That has a lot to do with my next one, but first, I want to ask you a real serious question. Okay. If you become a zombie, do I have permission to blow your head off? Yeah, absolutely. All right, cool. Absolutely. Cool, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll go for it, man. <laughs> I mean, I hope you do something cool and artistic instead of just like the generic like. Right, you know, right. I know I get a weed whacker out or yeah. <laughs> that probably wouldn't do it. Yeah, you got to be unique. I'll like, be creative. I've got my, I've got my ice auger right there. I'm sure you could figure out something cool with that. Cool, cool. I'm planning your death already. Sweet. Don't worry. Sweet. Just remember, zombies aren't real, so don't get, you know. <laughs> you don't want to be, like, locked up in my shed playing video games with me. Hey, like, that, um, you know, that'd be all right. Shaun of the, Shaun of the Dead style. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Well, my next one is Plane Crash. Yeah, that's kind of... Uh, it's the same. Yeah. Where, like, if you're going down a few seconds. and you know you're going to die, yep. you got to sit there and think about it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be tough. And like they say, when you're dying, like kind of naturally, it's kind of a peaceful moment. Like some like... How the fuck would anybody know? Well, I'm saying like if you're dying like of cancer or whatever, like your brain releases some chemicals in your brain and like... Yeah. But in that... You have to. In that moment when you're falling from the sky and you got like two minutes to live. Two minutes, yeah. Not even if you're lucky. That terrifies yeah. me. No, I mean that that's that's a good one too because you've heard of people that have been in, you know, extreme cases of turbulence or you know, where where they're caught in a storm and you know there's a power surge and the plane loses power and it drops, you know, a, you know, a couple thousand feet or something yeah, like that. Or so. even think about nine eleven when they see they're going into that yeah. fucking I don't think they knew that though, but speaking of nine eleven they like, did the last second, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, more so maybe the ones that were jumping out of the towers. Yeah, they had to jump. Yeah, that's which that's crazy. the whole thing. You're just saying, knowing you're gonna die. Yeah. And that was a few minutes before. It's like fuck yeah. that. Yes. So, yeah, no, that's a good one. Uh, my number four is getting caught in a real life saw trap. I'm a huge fan of the saw movies. I love them, and it's easy to be, you know the armchair quarterback per se where you're sitting there like oh well i'd be able to get through that one or oh that's not that bad but man revisiting and watching a couple of those movies lately oh that i don't know if there's anything that would be more difficult than oh you you want to get out of this fucking bear trap on your head we'll cut your eyeball out and dig behind your eye and pull this key out yeah are you gonna yeah. murder someone else that that yourself. would be the easy part. You think so? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you absolutely had to. Yeah. I guarantee it'd be a lot easier that than having to cut your own fucking eye. I can't even put eye drops in my eye. Dude, if I've got something going on with my eye or it's all red, fuck it, man. I'll blink that shit out. Or you don't smoke weed, tears. do you? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I have. I'm just kidding. On occasion, a little bit. Yeah, no big yeah, deal. Yeah, eyes are very sensitive. 
Oh, I can't. I can't even put fucking eye drops in there, man. That's the first part of the body a scavenger will go through for your dead body because it's soft tissue. No, that and your asshole. Whew. Actually, I don't know if that's true. Man, that, that's probably what your grinder date told you. If you yeah, know any kind I mean, of fucking works. trivia like that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my number four: getting caught in a real life saw trap. Doesn't matter which fucking one; they're all crazy. What do you got? Prison. Ooh, that's I never I didn't think about it in that respect, but yeah. I, I'm into a lot of true crime. There's a lot of people that go to prison for minor things and falsely. No. And I do not want to go to fucking prison. I'm not a hard. I was going to say that's that's a good point. Like I think going to prison is one thing, but going to prison when you're innocent is another like i mean if you go to prison you deserve it like well there's a lot worse well, that can most happen. people probably deserve it but yeah no, a lot that of would be don't. if you don't deserve it or you're innocent and going to prison yeah that man and even if they did fuck up your life is ruined like good luck trying For, to fucking get a job even if and, you get out after years, exactly it's gonna take years to uh, appeal it just to get out yeah and then when you do get out i mean you're always gonna be known as the dude that went to fucking prison whether you did the crime or not right so yeah, good luck. That's a good one. Number three for me is losing a limb. Doesn't fucking matter. Really? Left arm, right arm, left leg, right leg. Fuck yeah. You almost that lost be, your hand. Were you pretty terrified? I, I was. Yeah. I was. You know, when they're like, oh, we got someone coming from Iowa City in case we can't get this infection under control. Like, oh, fucking great. I can see how that would be a real. Yeah, that was, you know, and, and I don't know. For for me, it's it's... It might be a little bit scarier than other people, but, you know, hockey is my fucking life. I mean, outside of my wife and kids, I mean, it's what I do year-round, you know, once at least once a week I, I skate. So losing, like, a, anything, you know, I'd lose one of my favorite things to do. I'm a huge outdoorsman, hunting, fishing, you know, camping, boating, that kind of stuff. I mean, man, it would be, it was bad enough when my hand was all fucked up. And even just with this last injury I had where I had to wear that stupid fucking splint on my hand for yeah. forever, it was bad enough. So that, that's one that I, I started thinking about too. I was like, oh man, that'd be fucking horrible if lost function. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize if you've never had an injury like that, you don't know how good you have it. But when, you know, my, I had, when, when I had the serious hand injury, like, of course it was my left hand trying to fucking wipe your ass. Good luck with that. Are you left-handed? Yeah, I was left-handed. Fucking wiping your ass with the opposite hand. You can't write. Having to give yourself the fucking stranger. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> you felt a little randy. <laughs> yeah, dude, it fucking... It, I had to learn how to do everything with my opposite hand. It sucked. It fucking sucked. Like, even feeding yourself, like, fucking going out to eat. Remember the first time my wife and I went out after I fucked my hand up? Went and ordered a prime rib. That was a... Big fucking mistake. Look like, you know, Chucky from Sons of Anarchy trying to cut that fucking <laughs> steak without any goddamn hands. So. No, that that one, that would suck. Losing a limb would really put a damper on my fucking... Would you rather lose an arm or a leg? Uh, I would ra- I'd lose a leg before an arm, I guess. See, I feel like you would say that after that. I just broke my finger recently. Yeah. And it was on my left hand, which I'm right-handed. And you're right, it's fucking... 
it's just a finger if I had to tie another one to it. So I only had three mm-hmm. fingers on that hand. I couldn't believe how little shit I can do with it. Yeah. Like, with just the one hand. I feel like the leg, at least you can, I mean, you get a prosthetic, you just Right, walk. yeah. I mean, all you do with your, I mean, you're not going to be able to fucking, probably not going to be able to do any kind of skating or hockey or water skiing or, or snow skiing or, right. you know, anything like that, but you got your hands so you can, you know, feed yourself and wipe your ass. Yeah. Fuck. But yeah, no, that's something else. For that's sure. a good one. What do you got for number three? Or two? Number two. Number two. Okay, I got Buried Alive. Oh. It's a good movie with fucking uh, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, fuck yeah. Underrated. Which also kind of goes back to the whole knowing you're going to die. I just listened to, uh, you don't listen to it, podcast Sword and Scale. What is it called? Sword and Scale. Sword and Scale, never heard of it. Which they mo- they mostly rely on like recordings, like nine one one calls. Yeah, but they do a different case every episode. This last one, they had this lady on there who survived a serial killer, and she's talking about her experience with the serial killer, Ooh. and how she knew she was going to die, and how that felt, and like he was like torturing her, and she was just begging him to kill her. And it was so fucking rough. Yeah, that'd be... Just knowing... Something else. And then to survive through that. Yeah. You have to make that... That's either going to break you or it's going to make you a a stronger person significantly. And she was kind of like a troubled teen. So when she told everybody, no one believed her. The cops didn't believe her. Her parents didn't believe her. Fuck. It was fucked up. But okay, the... That accidentally jumped into my next one, so I'm going to go again, which is having a family member tortured and killed by a serial killer, or even just kidnapped, like, feeling so hopeless that you can't help them, knowing what they're going through, like... Is that your number one? Yeah. No. Like, fuck. No. Fuck, I can't do that. It would just ruin somebody. No, fuck yeah, it would. Like, if you you really hear the... BTK killed like four members of one family, but two of them survived. Early, his first kill, yeah. And the son was like fourteen. He came home and found everybody. Listened to him talk, and he's all, he's all fucked up. He's all like drugged out and stuff half the time. Yeah, because he he killed a mom and dad and then two young kids. Yes, and he came home and found the bodies. He's like, you didn't win, I won. This is what the son's saying, but you can tell the son's all fucked from it. Oh, I'm sure. I couldn't imagine what that would be like, especially if it was like a young, one of my nieces or nephews or something. No. (sighs) Oh, yeah. No, I definitely, definitely hear you with that. Part of this whole fucking top five fears thing i'm worried about saying it and then it manifesting in my life like oh yeah he said he was terrified of dying in an airplane crash and then he died in an airplane crash i'm gonna end up on a youtube video yeah yeah hopefully one that pays us a lot of money here well i'll be dead stay tuned Uh, number two for me is Lost in Space. I think I hinted or talked about this last episode. Yeah, in the start of this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, 
yeah, I hinted towards it last episode, but man, I maybe talked a little bit about it, but that's I I could never go into space. I would never have any reason to go up there. I mean, I personally I think you're crazy as fuck if you just like yeah let's be an astronaut. I mean, as a kid, yeah, it sounds cool. You don't know what the fucking astronaut does riding a spaceship. Think about it. You what are you gonna do? Go up there and hang out on a fucking space station and see stars. Like, dude, we live in the Midwest. We can look outside at night and see all that shit. I just think about the shit that can go wrong. Like, all the movies, like, you know, gravity. Going out on a spacewalk, something happened, your tether breaking. Oh, we'll see it. George is fucking floating away. Oh, yeah, just float around until your oxygen runs out. I mean, it's similar to what you said. Just Jeez. impending death. Okay. You're bringing up a lot for me. Uh, <laughs> this happened to me once. What about, like, an asteroid coming to Earth and you don't know? Yeah. You, how do you escape? Would you go to Mars if you knew it was coming? If that was a possibility, I would. Yeah. yeah. There's like a, this thing called oh, forget, some some kind of asteroid belt that Earth flies through like every like 13 years or something. In any one of those years, a random fucking asteroid could hit Earth, and we'd have no way of calculating it. Yeah. Well, they say if, if an asteroid hit Earth that was the size of Texas, it would cause extinction. On the entire planet, which, if you think about it, that, that's really not that big in comparison with the whole Earth. But what it would do is, is it would create a cloud, dust cloud, big enough where it would block the sun and everything would die. Which has happened several times. It happened with the dinosaurs. The dinosaurs had. Yeah. They think it happened with uh, like a woolly mammoth, which it wasn't like a global extinction, but like a North American extinction where they found yeah. mass graves with it. Oh man, I, I did. Yeah, Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, they, yeah, they talked about it. Yeah, and they said it wasn't like over a few years. It was like over a couple hours that everyone yeah. just died, which is why we're here because evolution, motherfuckers. The mammals survived, and then they eventually turned into humans. You know, we are closer to like T Rexes than T Rexes were to the Triceratops. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that before. That sounds because wild. Because dinosaurs lived for so many millions of years, and humans have only been around for a couple hundred thousand, maybe. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Fuck. Dropping some knowledge bombs there, Mr. Drunk Darius. Um, yeah, no, you know, to, to talk about your asteroid kind of thing, you know, <laughs> shout out to Deep Impact, but... Um, I think that would be a little bit different if, you know, you, you know you're going to die, but everybody else and the entire whatever is. I think that's even worse. Well, I mean, there would be a lot more peace in that than just knowing just you or just a couple people. You know what I'm saying? Because there's nothing you can do. Yeah, but I think one of the peaceful parts of dying is at least you are going to be remembered by somebody and at least mm-hmm. all of humanity is going to be remembered. But if everything is wiped out, just like what was anything, what was it worth? Why well, did we do anything? Right. But you also got to think about how insignificant Earth is compared to the grand scheme of, of not not only the Milky Way galaxy, but the our universe. universe and beyond. So, I mean, yeah, it kind of sucks, but... Like, why did Da Vinci even exist if we're all just going to get wiped out? 
Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing you can do though. I mean, you can dwell on it. Woe is me kind of thing. Like, Oh, shucks. But I think that's different than, you know, I mean, cause there's, you, you got to look at hope when, when hope has a role in it, like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. You're going to lose a lot of people. People are going to die, but you still have hope because you can survive. You can start over. If you've got an asteroid coming and they say it's big enough where it's going to, you know, the world is over and it's going to die, then you don't have hope. So then you can be come to terms with yeah. what's going on. It's getting deep. All right. <laughs> getting deep, son. All right. My number one, I figured you and I would have the both the same number one. It's super cheesy, but anyone that has kids. Is, so I, I, I guess I wrote down losing a family, family member, but particularly kids. Anyone that has kids, this is going to be their number one. It's kind of cliche and whatever, but, I mean, it's it's a fear and a, it's right. terrifying to think about. But, you know, I guess it makes sense for you to come up with the one you did, you know, since, you know, you don't oh, have kids, kids yet. But, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, it's cliche. That's why I asked you before this. I kind of, you know, wanted to get a hint as far as what direction you were going. But, yes, it's cliche. Yeah, it's the answer you'd expect, but hey, it is what it is. So that's that's my number one. So anything else before we wrap up our discussion topic for episode number twenty? No, no. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, so I'll bring us to our first feature review, which is Videodrome. Why would anybody watch a scum show like Videodrome? Why did you watch it, Max? Business reasons. Sure. What about the other reasons? Ren is a victim. I woke up with a headache. He has been exposed to Videodrome. I've been hallucinating for a while, ever since... What? Since I first saw Videodrome. His brain is already receiving video images. I think that massive doses of Videodrome signal will ultimately produce and control... 1983, rated R... 87 minutes. Guess what this got on the B? Oh. It's a something point something, remember? Uh, I'm going to say 5.5. 7.3. Really? Yes, sir. I feel like if IMDB was the thing when this came out, it would have been a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 are, you, what are you thinking for um, Rotten Tomatoes? 75 79 close close okay so i know it's tough to judge box uh or not box office um budgets for a movie that's 1983 but just take a wild guess six million you looked it up you son of a bitch (laughs) we have some downtime in between these i get a lot more researching (laughs) yeah six million do you know what it did box office i don't know that guess uh, 30. 2.1. Yowzas. Yeah, that's 
That's a disappointment. That's um, so that's almost as bar- as embarrassing as wearing a fucking fanny pack. So hey, don't make fun of my fanny pack. You <laughs> it's bitch. a satchel. You idiot. Uh, this was directed by David Cronenberg. Hey, funny thing, we should talk about what we're watching in the background. Boom, we're watching Jason X. Hey, how does that tie into this movie? You may ask. Well, David Cronenberg played the the doctor slash what professor thing right away that gets killed by uh, Jason in yeah. the first opening scene of the movie or whatever. Boss Tuna just so happens to put this on. It's right. Like, oh, did you put this on because uh, Cronenberg? It's like, what? It's like, I had yeah, no clue. this? <laughs> I just <laughs> randomly threw this movie on, and it just happened to work out perfect where, yeah, David Cronenberg was in it. Weird. But, I mean, he really doesn't need much of um, an introduction, I guess. So, for what it's worth, I mean, he did write and direct Videodrome. He's, I guess, he's. I, I knew him, to be honest, because I haven't seen... Um, this was my first time watch for Videodrome. I may have seen bits and pieces of it growing up, but this is a first time watch for me. Really? Yeah. Yep. I knew David Cronenberg more because he, him and Viggo Mortensen must have a fucking bromance together or something, but I knew him from Eastern Promises and a History of Violence, um, more so with his horror elements, I guess. It comes in with The Fly, The Dead Zone, and Scanners. I did see Scanners growing up. That one's pretty good as well. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably going to get ostracized for this, but I don't know that I've ever seen The Fly all the way through in one shot. I mean, I've seen it so many different times separately. But um, So he would say, I'd guess, The Fly and Videodrome would be his what most people recognize him from, and then maybe you know Scanners, uh, The Dead Zone, and then you know Eastern Promises and History of Violence. For horror. He's on some other... Big name movies. Um, I mean, I guess I th- those are about it. I mean, I think he did. What is it? The Brood was another one that was, uh, you know, fairly popular. I guess, but um, I think those are the main ones. While you look that up, I'll keep going. This one starring James Woods, a pretty young James Woods, I would say. Uh, as far as, I mean, he's one of those actors that everybody's heard of. But then you go through his IMDb and there's a whole bunch in there. But you're like, man, there's really not like any super mainstream movies that he's been in. He's just super well known. As far as horror goes, I mean, vampires are really what most people are going to recognize him from. But he was also in other big movies like Casino, uh, Contact, General's Daughter. Other than that, this movie didn't really have much as far as other main actors actresses debbie harry was in it she is a former playboy uh turned singer actress you would know her probably from blondie but she also was in uh copland and hairspray yeah so did you find anything else on mr Cronenberg? no i thought he did some more mainstream i told you yeah 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 anything else that you want to mention as far as with actors producers directors or anything uh, not about that, but about production and stuff. All right. Well, I was going to hop into trivia then, so. Okay, let's do it. All right. Man, this this movie, I don't know that I've, I think out of all the movies we've done, this is going to be the most difficult one to kind of really talk about and break down. I really, I'm not much of a rewatcher overall, but I was almost tempted to rewatch this. 
Yeah. It, just because there's it's pretty ambitious. There's a lot going on. But anyways, I guess we can get into a little bit of the trivia here. So there were three different endings filmed. I, it, was, it was tough to figure out exactly which... I mean, there really wasn't a lot of information on that that I trusted. But I, the, I will say the one that was used was uh, supposedly James Wood's um, idea for the ending. So, um, I mean, this... Okay, so this movie is Canadian. I guess we'll do a little shout-out to uh, Kristen, Christian Luciani out of Exploding Heads podcast. I think this is one of his all-time favorite movies. I will say that he hyped this movie up a little bit too much for me, so I was coming in expecting a little bit more. Um, it's uh, filmed in Toronto. Shout out yep. Raptors. Yeah, Kauai. ironically as well too. So I don't it's know Kauai. anything about um, the um, whatever that sport's called, yeah. basketball. Yeah, uh, I've been watching hockey, but yeah, no, I thought that was kind of cool. I did notice that it was filmed in Toronto, and the Raptors are playing some other team the golden state warriors warriors with michael finals. jordan or whatever on it so michael jordan or, or stephen curry okay yep you're so. embarrassing me in front of our fans hey i'm a hockey guy man what do you expect whatever go bruins but yeah so anyways it's a canadian movie um i guess there's a pretty cool part here so civic tv uh civic tv was kind of his his TV station, I guess you'll call it. You know, James Woods characters, Max. Yeah, yeah. It was actually patterned off of a city TV in Toronto. Uh, they were infamous for showing softcore sex movies late night. So I will say that one of the first sets of boobs I ever saw on TV was on a Canadian channel. So in northern Minnesota, we got um, CBMT or whatever, CMT, not, not country music, whatever, but... I think it was CBMT or CBC. That's what it is. Jesus. CBC is a Canadian broadcast yep, company. Yep. It's so like we, BBC. Yeah. Anyways, we got a we got a Canadian channel in northern Minnesota, and I found out late at night you could catch movies that were rated R, and they did not uh, censor out boobs. So one of my first boobs I saw was off of a Canadian station when I was a kid. So well, you grew up in Canada. So pr- pretty much. So. Pretty much. So, but I thought that was kind of funny. But yeah, it was kind of modeled off of a real life what do you call it so um james woods typically plays kind of a cool guy slash bad guy kind of not bad guy but he he plays kind of a cool guy and and you know in most of his movies but in real life there is a funny story i guess he's kind of a pussy when it came into this so the scene where he went uh halfway through the movie he met with that one guy and he had to put the helmet on basically yeah so i guess in real life he was afraid to put the helmet on he's like you know where are all these fucking cords you have coming in it's powered so he literally thought he was going to get electrocuted so he would not wear the helmet when they had to turn it on so there is a stand-in uh that was was used so this movie is overall um i would say it's beloved beloved however you say that fucking word overall i mean it's a lot of a lot of people really talk highly of this movie it is on a list of um the 1001 movies you must see before you die so it's kind of a popular popular list that some some guy um I don't know. He is a journalist for something or never, but he put this list together. 1,001 movies you need to see before you die. And it's not horror movies. It's just movies in general. Really? 
Yeah, this movie at the time was, as I said, I would call it very ambitious. It was it was different. I mean, I saw other people comparing it to a Clockwork Orange of, of the 80s kind mm-hmm. of thing. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it was very different compared to other movies at the time. I think that this movie, for some reason, it reminded me quite a bit of They Live. For Did sure. you get that, that little vibe out of it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all I got for the trivia part, unless you have anything else to add. Okay, so it's probably famous or whatever because Cronenberg's known for, like, the inventor of body horror. Yeah. So, like, shit growing out of your body or whatever. Yeah. Are we going to just talk about the vaginas that were all over this movie right now? Dude, no, just wait. (laughs) Just wait. Okay. So... One reason that we can maybe give this movie a little, not credit, a little slack, is at the time, Canada, I don't know if it's Toronto or Canada, they had some kind of a tax thing going on, which I don't know if it was subsidies or like a tax cut, where if you filmed your movie from September to December, you got a huge break in tax cuts. Really? So he made The Brood and Scanners the two previous years before yep. this. Okay. And they got pretty good buzz. So they wanted to make another movie. So he got this movie, but he did before they even started, he wasn't sure how he's gonna end it. But you had to film your movie in these like three months or you weren't gonna get these tax sure. cuts. So at the end they were just Trying maybe, to maybe that's it. why they did the three endings kind of thing. Then. Yeah. So that's how that ties in. Okay. So maybe that gives it a little bit of a break to why sure. some of it might not make sense. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that still holds true today. There's areas not only in Canada, but all over the world, basically, where, I mean, in some cases, they basically pay you to come and film a movie there because, I mean, it does bring a lot of, of revenue into certain areas. So For sure. You know, areas of the United States, Alaska, well, Canada, you know, they you know, whether it's tax breaks or or just incentives, um, you know, to film there. Yeah, Here in Iowa, difference. we had one of those. Right. Which is when, like, the crazies was filmed. Yeah, yeah. Was that Lennox? But, yeah, but then... Uh, the people running it end up stealing a bunch of money, so they killed the whole program. Oh, Christ. But that's, I think that's the same thing with Georgia right now. That's why so many things are being filmed in Georgia is because they have some kind of tax incentive for movies no. to be filmed there. Hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I don't got any more yeah. on this specific no, it's, movie. It, um, I really didn't know what to get into. So I, I, I've heard, of course, I've heard about this movie a thousand times. And even though I I do have a lot of horror podcasts I listen to, I am the kind of guy where it probably shouldn't come as a surprise, but I do not listen to a horror podcast if they talk about a movie I haven't seen. Even if it's just like a quick little something or another, you know, very rarely if I don't really have a choice and they do a, you know, non-spoiler, I'll listen to it. But I typically tend to stay away from any horror movie podcasts that talk about movies I do not watch. I, I want to go in just fresh. I, I want to go in without any expectations. I feel nowadays people really do themselves a disservice by reading too much onto a movie or watching trailers or whatnot um, because 
two things, I guess. Number one, either, you know, a lot of the times you're going to get too much of the story ahead of time. Um, and number two, you're going to build up your own expectations. Um, and if they don't land the way that you want, then you're going to just naturally I be disappointed or, or you know rate the movie less than you would. So I really had no idea what this movie was about. I didn't even know James Woods was in it um, until I was like ready to watch it. So 1983. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the uh, yeah talk about body horror. I mean, this this really was reminiscent of the thing. Um, or alien yeah or aliens you know but i mean it was it was weird it was hard to follow i guess um i didn't really so i had to do some research afterwards because i'm like dude there's a big fucking vagina in his stomach yeah and there was a lot of symbolism and i'm like god i don't really know where he's going with this but there is a pretty cool youtube video um What's it called? I think it's called like Long Live the Flesh or something where they talk about just Cronenberg in general and some of the movies he's done. But they've touched on this as well. So you get an idea of, you know, where he was going with that as well, too. So, yeah. So there's some social commentary on this movie, clearly. What do you think he's trying to say with it? Yeah. So as far as with the, the social commentary, um, you know, that's one of the big things, too. I wrote a few notes down. So the biggest thing um, that I have is I, I thought that it was really weird with us watching it now and how important, I guess, or how much of a parallel you can draw between this and 1983 with us now. It's a, it's a lot like they live yeah. in, that, in that sense. Basically, I think that if you just replace like the videotape with internet, it's interchangeable with this. I mean, I think a lot of it is him is is, is just kind of, you know, having that discussion of what media, you know, back then was doing to people. But I mean, look at it now. I mean, social media rules our lives. It's a part of our life. Almost every single facet of every minute of every day is ruled by social media. I mean, my company um, uses a, uh, you know, I'm in sales for a construction company, but we basically use a Facebook for our CRM, our customer resource management. You know, you, you chatter people, which is the same as like Facebooking people messages and you know, everything is, is everybody advertises on all of these social media mediums. I mean, people, most people can't go fucking five minutes without picking up their phone and, you know, scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. Worse off is when you get a little ding, you're like, oh, you know, what's that? I mean, it, it rules. It's right. You're addicted. It rules your fucking life. And that was kind of him with the movies. You know, you can say that he was quote-unquote researching but he was into some weird fucking japanese porn shit there and you know i mean that was you know him he was obsessed with it you know he was trying to part of it is maybe he was trying to find that one thing that will set his cable company apart from everyone else's but i mean it ruled his life yeah okay drunk dairy's deep dive corner here for a second <laughs> i think Go. it's saying like um Perception is reality, and TV can 
change your perception and hence change your reality which is kind of is what they live is too mm-hmm. but in this specific case is if you watch all this fucked up shit then it's gonna turn you into a bad person like you, yeah. if you watch a bunch of violent shit you're gonna become more of a violent person which I don't agree with at all but I think that's kind of what it's leaning on you know it, it's it's two sides of the same coin really i mean it can but it's the same thing i mean th- there's always been this conversation it doesn't matter if we're talking 1983 videodrome or if we're talking um you know a, a 2017 um shooter for vegas shooter or like 1997 fucking columbine right. or you know i mean blaming it on fucking judas priest right. for one of them or blaming it on marilyn manson you know, for one of them, or you know, I mean, you're you're always going to look for the scapegoat, I guess. Which us and a lot of the people listening watch a lot of the fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not watching real snuff films, but if you watch Hostel or something, doesn't yeah. mean you're gonna go out and start shooting people, yeah, or torturing them. The fact of the matter is, is as as humans, we have that what you can call free will, I guess. Humans have been fucked up and evil for thousands and thousands of years. I mean, it's easy now to blame it on music or or media or, or whatever. But, I mean, like you just said, I mean, look at, um, you know, BTK or even before him, you know, Zodiac Killer and, you know, before him, Jack the Ripper, you know, before there is any kind of anything, you know. Right. That you... People will find inspiration, but I think it's more of just, like, an excuse. Yeah. Because they want to do it anyways. Do you ever watch, like, uh, Band in America? Those no. DVDs? Oh, I have one. I haven't seen it since I was younger, but... I've never even heard of it. Oh, God. Is it... Back to the good old days when they had video rental places. You can oh, rent fuck, these yeah. I movies. remember that like it was yesterday. One, one was called Band in America, a whole series. And, like, I have this one. I haven't seen it in probably a decade at least because it's so fucked up but like this is pictures that some couple brought to walmart to get developed and they got turned in and like they killed this guy chopped off his head chopped off his dick stuck his dick in his mouth and they took pictures of it and tried getting it fucking developed out of walmart yeah and that's how they got busted but some asshole put it on a dvd and i saw it when i was like 13 (laughs) holy shit which back then you just want to watch shit because you're edgy. Like, yeah, right. I could see it. Now it's like, I don't want to see that again, even though I still have it. Well, the fact of the matter is, is there's no doubt that stuff like that can trigger. I'm a firm believer that you've got to be right, really, really fucked up before you can do anything like that. And I think it's just a ticking time bomb. I mean, ultimately, I think you're going to do something. I mean, if you're, I guess you can say predestined to. But yeah, certain things you're you're going to are going to trigger you. Whether you get into weird like child porn or, or watching shit like that, yeah. or you know, I mean, like you said, it, it's it starts off with you know killing. How, how many how many serial killers start off with like harming small animals or it's have you know terrible triangle. relationships with yeah. their mom and dad and have gotten beaten? You know, I mean, it's it's you know, there's certain things that will set you off. For sure. All right, let's get into this. Okay, let's go. Videodrome, 1983. Videodrome, kill the radio star. (laughs) Sing it. Get it? Because Blondie? 
All right. Oh, is that that is Blondie? No, Blondie doesn't sing that, but she's a radio star. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think. What is Blondie's main fucking? I don't know if they. I think it's ninety nine red balloons. But um, I think that's a cover of a different, yeah. like a German band. Okay, so the movie starts out. We get our main guy James Woods, who is the best sleaze ball in most movies. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind he's borderline sleazy on this. Like he's pretty sleazy, but he's not completely. An yeah, asshole. I mean he's still kind of smooth. Yeah, K- kind of. And he has like his assistant pre-record an alarm clock videotape for him. I thought him. that was pretty cool too. I mean that's like man, if that's not digging into the future with you know, that it's kind of baller, dude. Right? Yeah. Yep. In the video, it says, "Hey." His name's Max. Wake up. You have a meeting with this Japanese guy at this hotel at mm-hmm. 9 o'clock or whatever. And then he wakes up and he's flipping through all these, like, nude pictures of women. I don't know when we find out. But anyways, he's, like, the lead leader of this small independent like station. Yeah. yeah, that only shows, I think, in Toronto or... Yeah. They don't have a wide audience. That's basically like softcore porn, kind of like a Cinemax type station. Yeah, they're just trying to find. Yeah, trying to find their next big thing. We're just trying to show people stuff that no one else. With, yep. Like you said, edgy. Where they can go and see where they can't see Unique. anywhere else. Yep. So he goes and meets this Japanese dude at the sketchy hotel. He gets his. I mean. It sounds a little racist. But Get out of here. Shitty walk? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I try my shitty chicken. So he takes the tape to his two partners at his station and they watch this like geisha chick stripping and she has like this little weird doll that she takes the clothes off and it's a wooden dildo. and <laughs> That was something else. I gotta say, if you're gonna make a shitty horror movie you gotta put at least a couple titties in there like oh absolutely like we talked about this like episode (laughs) one you gotta have the three b's boobs blood and bitches that's that's what it is sorry but not sorry (laughs) and if you can't get a couple titties in there maybe go like total recall style where there's three titties (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that's right oh you get your bitches on there there's a lot of titties in this. There's also some uh, James Woods guy butt in there for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, for the ladies. <laughs> or if you got a strong grinder game, you know, whatever floats <laughs> your boat. They're watching this Japanese geisha softcore porn, and they're like, it's too, too tame. We need something harder than this, basically. So, I don't know what's harder than a fucking massive wooden dick. That that was I don't know. It was shaped weird too. Like, it was. I mean, either either my wrench is uh, uh, shaped weird or that that was not normal. But I thought that but the proportions were a little bit off on that, eh? It was weird. But they had some like weird, like kind of nice, peaceful Japanese music going too. I don't know. Was, they yeah, had a church sensual, a bit. right? Yeah. But. It, Essentially, he's looking for his, like, uh, two girls, one cup video. Like, something that's going <laughs> to be outrageous. rich, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So, it doesn't work. Then he goes down to, like, see the head operator who's, like, this hacker dude, Harlan. Oh, this fucking guy. 
Harlan's like, oh, I hacked this signal out of Malaysia. Check this out. And it's basically like kind of like a snuff film, like a torture film. Yeah, it looked like, it's, you know, it's funny. We were talking about ISIS earlier. That's what it kind of looked like is, is like ISIS guys, you know, kidnapping. Well, it's like two guys in like medieval torture gear with mask on. But they're yeah. just kind of like holding this guy, this lady, and mm-hmm. she's screaming. It, it always looks like they're about to torture, but they don't actually show the torture. I think they said the wall was electrocuting her or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so then he goes on this talk show, like a Sally... Jesse Raphael. Yeah, type of show. (laughs) Ricky Lake. Yeah, so it's him and this radio host therapist, kind of like a Dr. Laura type, which is Nikki, which is Blondie. Yep, Debbie Harry. Debbie Harry, and then a TV with a professor on it talking, which is Professor Brian Oblivion. Yeah, which is a clever name, and the host is kind of like, don't you think Barry? Or yeah, 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 yeah. The host is like, don't you think your television television stations kind of doing harm? Like it's you're just showing sex and violence. And he's like, well, I think it gives a release to people where they can't get it anywhere else, and I think it's doing actually a social good. And then Nikki, just Blondie, mm-hmm. says. We're already overstimulated. And he's like, well, you got a red dress on. Yeah, right. And she's like, yeah, I live a exciting life or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it was I mean, it was kind of a funny quip he had because, yeah, she's wearing high heels and a red dress. Like, yeah, she's, you know, who are you trying to fool, lady? She's dressed very seductive. But right. her whole character doesn't make sense from then on out. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that out. Yeah. It's, she's... She's uh, got a nice facade. She's going supposed to on. be like the moral authority on yeah. moral, moral Lib- liberal. Well, she's got liberal views on the TV show, but goodness gracious, when she's yeah. Uh, off. Yeah. And then, so he's like, "Well, I'd like to take you out. Look pretty good." Yeah, it was right in the weird. middle of the yeah. TV show. It was that was kind of funny. I chuckled a little bit. I was like, "God, that is just so weird." But yeah, eighties. Like, yeah. But yeah, no, that was you know that's pretty cool too because they had you know Mr. Oblivion uh, there via video conference was which at the time was probably like you know how the fuck are they doing that? Yeah. So but yeah, that's all you've ever met him or you see him throughout the movie is is through a TV through screen. A TV, yep. So yeah. they're kind of having their conversation how they're going to go out on the side while the host of the show talks to Professor Oblivion through the TV. And he gives this whole speech about how TV is a new reality and, like, some pseudoscience bullshit about morality and stuff. This whole movie really hits hard on the how TV is, yeah. can persuade you or whatever, yeah. which if I had to hit that every time it talks about it, it's going to be a long-ass episode. But Right. It's, it's a little on the nose. Anyways, he talks about how... Just about TV shit. Anyways, next scene, somehow James Woods' character convinces Nikki to hook up with him. And we cut to his house or his apartment or whatever. And she's like, oh, what's this cassette tape? And he's like, oh, it's just torture 
and murder. And she's like, oh, that's hot. That turns me on. Like, out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah, right. This is, like, the most awkward scene of the movie, I think. Oh, no. First she asks, do you have any porno? And he's like, no. She's like, what's this? Like, oh, He's like, oh, just torture and murder. She's like, oh, that's hot. Turns me on. Gets me going. He's like, it's not exactly porn. She's like, says you. Right. So then she puts it in. She gets all turned on. And then we cut to, like, the weirdest sex scene since yeah. Halloween 3 when that chick had sex with her dad. <laughs> yeah, that was... Oh, man. Tommy motherfucking Atkins. <laughs> he was hitting that. Yeah, it was... God, yeah, she is a freak upon freaks, I'll tell you what. Like, like I think it was trying to be like Fifty Shades of Grey before that was a thing. Right, yeah. Well, she was a huge... What do they call that? Uh, sadist? Yeah. And she had so, like cuts on her shoulder. Yep. And she's masochist. like, oh, cut me right here. And he's like, oh, someone beat me to it. And then nothing. And she was like, just a friend. And then he's like, wait a second. Who cut you? Like, ah, this is the worst dialogue. Yeah. I don't even think, you can't even blame it on the acting. I think it's the screenwriting here. Yeah. Well, you know, that thing too is, is, is Cronenberg wrote it. But yeah, I mean, well, at the point he's like, man, he's like, you know, how many guys have been swimming in this pool? <laughs> so. Yeah. Like recently too. Like, right. Yeah. Cause they were some pretty fresh cuts on there, but yeah, you could tell she was, uh, oh man, that was. You know that that was you got to really question the the uh, you know the technology and rubbers back then. And yeah, then, you know most guys were fucking with what sheepskin. I don't even know. Nineteen eighty three, and you got some people have that latex. Yeah, I don't even know if there was a latex back then. So you got yeah, you got to be careful about what's uh, what's going on. So yeah, and okay, so. They have this weird ass sex scene where he's like piercing her ear, kind of right by like grinding on her. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's let's let's face it. I mean, to be realistic here, there are it's a huge thing, you know, pain for pleasure kind of thing, you know, where where people get off on that kind of shit, you know, um, uh, S and M kind of stuff. Which I I, I dig it, but like it just wasn't know, done man. well. I don't think no. here. I will say Blondie is a she's, dime, she's a hottie. Dude. She's hot. Show, for she's show. hot. Fuck man. Yeah, she is. She's got some DSLs on her. We'll mm-hmm. come up later too. That's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it was funny too because this was before like they were like super sporty and she still had a pretty tight body. So yeah. Was- then next day, Max goes to his office. He's Harlan. Harlan is the video operator, pirater guy, the hacker kind of dude, the hacker know. guy that found the video drum movie and he tells him he's getting the signal from Malaysia then Max goes and meets with Marsha I think this older lady and she's oh yeah she's trying to sell him some softcore porn he's like no it's too tame I got this new shit called video drum have you heard of it Mm -hmm. we look into it and she's like yeah I'll look into it oh no they find out that the signal is coming from Pittsburgh not Malaysia yeah, yeah, I was going to say, you do find out at this point that, you know, it's it's local and... Yeah, and that kind of turns the tables a little bit as far as... Max tells Nikki, which is Blondie, that it's coming from Pittsburgh, and she's like, I'm going to go try out for it. I'm going to Pittsburgh. He's like, don't do it. She's like, no, I'm going to try out. It's like, all right. So then he meets back up with Marcia. After she tracks down where it came from or who makes it, and he finds out that 
that Professor Oblivion, the guy from the TV interview on the... He's tied to it somehow. Yeah, I don't know if he makes it or whatever, but yeah. yeah they don't explicitly say that, but it was like something like, you know, he's behind it kind Which of thing. Which is kind of weird because he's the guy preaching about this weird shit. It's yep. immoral. Yes. Uh, he goes to find Professor Oblivion. I don't know if he goes to Pittsburgh or where it's at, but he finds his daughter. Yeah, no, because the whole... I don't think he goes to Pittsburgh. I think it's in the same city. Come, yeah, that comes later on when the when she goes. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But he goes and finds Professor Oblivion's daughter, which name is Bianca. Mm-hmm. Sassy. And she's like, oh, my dad doesn't talk to people in person he only sends out tapes he's like well tell your dad about Videodrome mm-hmm. and I asked if he'll send me a tape he's like okay he might well and the place he was in too was kind of interesting too did you notice that I mean it was funny because it was like <laughs> it was like a like a NA session but for people addicted to TVs kind of thing oh yeah, yeah I mean it was a- a- weird yeah or yeah what I say NA <laughs> yeah <laughs> It was like AA, but for drinking too much duels. right? Yeah. So, and then the the her office slash his office was kind of weird too. I mean, that was some pretty crazy set design there. So, but it was weird. I mean, it reminded me of like, um, you know, these movies where you've got like this gang lord, uh, you know, big wig drug dealer that has a strip club, and he's got his like penthouse office that overlooks a whole strip club. That's kind of what this was. Like above. Yep. You got. Yep. Yep. So she can overlook and see everything uh, going on on the on the main floor. I guess you can say. Yeah. Okay. So I forgot to mention after the first time he saw a video drone, he starts kind of lightly hallucinating, and his hallucinations slowly get worse throughout the movie. Yeah, there's yeah, there's definitely theme, yeah, a theme with with that for sure. Which th- these kind of movies bother me a lot, especially if they're not done right, because it's kind of a cop out where like you don't know any what's, what's reality and what's not. Yeah, and like how the hell does he know? Which he seems to know later in the movies. Like he's for sure he knows he's not hallucinating sometimes and sometimes he doesn't know like how the hell are we supposed to know what was a hallucination throughout the movie what wasn't it just seems like a a cheat around the rules of the movie yeah i mean i i think that's an argument for a lot of movies but then i mean something like this i don't know i just think i mean i've used that word a bunch of times but ambition i mean someone like david cronenberg i don't think he'd be using it as a cheat I think he was just trying to get his vision across. And I think that, man, there's got to be so... You you could have 10 different people watch this and have 10 different outcomes, you know, takes on it, so... And they were on a limited time schedule, so... Right, yeah. And and that kind of helps knowing it, too, because I didn't hear or know that part before about the... Yeah, so... Well, okay, so Max is back at his house, and he's taking out a gun because... I think Bianca said something. They might try to kill him or something. I don't remember. He feels like he might be under threat. And there's a knock at the door, and it's his assistant. She comes in, and she brings him his wake-up cassette tape for the next morning. And he goes. she goes to like put it on the VCR. And he's like, don't fucking touch that, and smacks her twice. 
before we get into this, whether this happened or not, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back. Boom. Talk is cheap, motherfucker! Alright, and we're back. I yes, see sir. Your, uh, your fetal alcohol syndrome's flaring up a little bit. Oh my Thank god. You, uh, go you are going to hell. Got a little care for that? Do you? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's uh that's lost us about half our listenership right there. Whatever. They they can all relate. <laughs> All right, back at it, Videodrome. So we're right now. She's coming into his apartment, and yeah, yeah. She goes to touch the VCR, and he snaps. And he's like, "Don't fucking touch that!" And he smacks the shit out of her. Hits her twice. The first time he hits her, she changes in the Nikki. Right? Did you notice that? Oh yeah, yep. Okay, yep. I wasn't sure because it was a real quick glimpse, and then he hits her again, and it's back to his secretary. And then she's like, "Jesus, Max, you scared the shit out of me." And he's like, oh, "I'm so sorry for hitting you." And she's like, "You didn't hit me." Yeah, now you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" So, so clearly, like, he's hallucinating, and but that's the problem. With this movie, like, what, what is he hallucinating? The whole movie. What is a hallucination? So I think that they, in my opinion, I think that they're fairly clear on what he's hallucinating about. I think so too, but I don't think they explain it well enough. No. Well, well, I guess we'll we'll carry on here. I mean, I I kind of think they do, but again, it's one of those where, you know, leaving it open ended at some point. Well, actually, I don't think we'll we'll go yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, so then she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Just go, just go. Before she leaves, like, oh, yeah, I dropped off that videotape from Professor Oblivion. And then, I don't know, I was writing notes when this happened. Something happens to the videotape and he dropped it. I don't know if it, like, Yes, yeah, well, it's the same thing that has happened to a couple different times. So, like, he looks at the videotape and it, like, starts moving and... It's, like, half flesh, probably. Half yeah, it, it, it's like a piece of rubber. So, it's, like, it's kind of like it's alive. So, yeah, he's having these kind of, I don't know if you call them flare-ups or whatever, but it's really... Um, yeah, he, he's, he's losing grasp on reality at this point. Okay, so he puts the tape in, and there's Professor Oblivion telling him about how the tape gives you this tumor, from the, and the tumor gives you hallucinations, mm-hmm. and it opens your mind, and how he was the first victim, that Max is the second victim. Oh, man, it gets so confusing, but... And then all of a sudden, this whole time while the professor's talking, some hooded figure comes in and starts tying him down. And the professor just acts like he doesn't even notice. And then when he's about to tell him what Videodrome really is, he gets gets the sarat, karat, karat, where he gets strangled basically with a string. And the figure pulls out the hood, and it's Nikki, and she's like, "Come to me." Yeah. Getting pretty oh, fucking snaky. Oh, he's like, he doesn't even get phased by the dude getting murdered. He's right. just like, what do you want? <laughs> like, <laughs> not holy shit, this guy just got murdered. 
And then she's like, I want you, come to me. And then, like, her DSLs come full screen on the TV. Yeah. Her lips. Oh, yeah. Close up. And the whole TV starts, like, pulsating and, like, heavy breathing. And it's close up of her lips. And they kind of, like, bulge out the screen. Yeah, like, the whole screen is It's kind of like a, um, like a, um... I don't it know. Just like looks a like bubble. a bubble. Yeah. Like a bubble, yeah. They, didn't, they weren't good at graphics then. And then he puts his face in there like a Boss Tuna on Sniffer's Row. <laughs> 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 and then cut to, cut to the next day. He goes back to see Bianca, which is Professor Oblivion's dad. Daughter. Daughter. <laughs> dad. Uh, and he's like, yeah, that I brought this back for you. This shit bites, is what it said. What he says. Yeah, she, yeah. She's like, well, how does it bite? And he's like, well, I just need to talk to your dad. Let me talk to him. And he's like, she's like, he's in there, and she opens his door, and it's just a bunch of videotapes, like he's a like, whole fucking library. Tells him the whole story about how he was on the video drone project. But he didn't like the direction it was going because he realized what his partners wanted to do with it. So they murdered him, but he recorded all these tapes. So I think all these tapes kind of have the same like Videodrome technology on them. But they're not trying to do the same negative shit that the Videodrome people are trying to do. Like they have the same effect (laughs) where they're like hypnotizing and hallucinating well, yeah, so I guess we can kind of jump in, I guess, with what's, uh, excuse me, kind of what's going on. So, I mean, yeah, you find out at this point that, for the most part, anyways, that he's dead. He died of cancer or tumor. He died of the, because they were trying to take the tumor out of him. Yeah, that yeah. Was, so, there's Video the whole thing is that him. Videodrome gave him the cancer and he died with them taking out. Uh, earlier, oh shit, ass titties. All right, but she also explains that the Videodrome gives you the tumor, and he's like, "What the fuck? Why'd you yeah. even watch it again?" Yeah, yeah. so he's, she's like, "Well, I thought you were apt to kill me, so that's why." But apparently, you're not. Yes, well, yes, and yes. So, but you find out that he's quote unquote still alive because he spent the last I don't know months, years of his life or whatever just recording anything and everything so there's just a big library of well he's not um, really alive he appears to be alive that's why he only shows up on TV yes exactly because he has all these recordings but also earlier when he's watching the tape and Nikki shows up and talks directly to him and answers his question I don't understand but then, that. but then you gotta imagine that he is hallucinating his tumor at like, some point I think maybe Bianca says something like it kind of plays to how you're feeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're seeing how you want what you want to see or something. Yeah. And, and I'll uh, I should say, too, before we get too far. Well, we're already balls deep into oh, this yeah, uh, right here. Oh, wait, we didn't skip the part where I think we did skip the part where he opened up his um his stomach. Yeah, we we did skip that initial part where he opened up his stomach and he had the big vagina on his stomach. No, we no. kind of forgot about he's that. He's scratching his stomach. He hasn't is he? Opened, he hasn't okay. It yet. Uh, no, but I I will say for for me personally, um, I watched what but the first hour of this movie one night, 
and then I was like, God, this is there's a lot of shit going on. So I uh, I paused it and I finished it the following night. So this is a movie that really you need to watch in one sitting and you probably need to watch it twice. So I'll be the first to admit that I did put this into two separate nights and have to break it up, which in some cases can help because it really gets your brain, your, your brain thinking. Uh, but also you kind of lose that momentum as well too. So I, I, I do wish I would have just watched this all the way through in one sitting. Um, but I do feel like, man, you know, even though I'm not a big fan of rewatches, I rarely do the rewatches. This movie I'm going to have to watch again because there's, well, like I said, man, I mean, he, he's, you know, it's, it's genius level, like, you know, idiot savant when you put something like this together where there's just so many interpretations and hidden meanings or whatever. I don't, I don't think you should. I don't think you should think too much into this movie because you just really, I don't think it's ever going to make sense. So do you think that it was more of like, um, uh, what are they not uh, shock horror, but um, like like you know at the time because I mean let's let's face it the special effects of this movie were excellent yeah for nineteen eighty three it was really good it was realistic um, I thought it worked really well with that but do you think this was just a movie where I mean y- y- it was kind of left to your own interpretation but it also had really cool special effects kind of thing or do you really think that because I'm kind of more in the camp that I agree with that part, but also that there's probably some... You could watch this again and pick up on some other kind of hidden meanings. I think initially they wanted to go for some kind of point, but they didn't have the time to tie it all together. So yeah. at the end of the day, it was just for the the body horror. Yeah. To where, like, a Jordan Peele movie is, like... Layers. A social commentary movie hidden in a horror movie. With this, I feel like it's a horror movie trying to be hidden in social commentary. I don't know. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it was on the nose for sure. Yeah. But I think people don't watch it for, for that deep undertone meaning. They watch it for the crazy... Yeah. body dysmorphia shit. I don't know you know, and for what it's worth, I mean, it only... I mean, it was a $6 million budget and it got 2.1 in the theater, so, I, you know, at the time, it's not like it was a big fucking hit either. Did so. you ever see how much it made afterwards? No, I mean, this is... There's no doubt this has become a cult classic, so... Like it probably made... Yeah, it's... It made at least $6 million back. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. So... Okay, Bianca tells him that his partners killed him, and she gives him a few of the pre-recorded tapes, specifically for Max, it seems like, somehow, because he recorded a bunch of all these tapes in, like, Videodrome, but it's not Videodrome, but it is Videodrome. I don't fucking know. Okay, and this is where we get the scene where he's sitting shirtless with his holster on his shoulders. And he's watching one of the tapes that Bianchi gave him. And Professor Oblivion on the tape is telling him how this tumor isn't a tumor. It's like a new organ. It's not a tumor. Gives you perception. Like a new outlook on life, kind of. Which is kind of like an LSD thing. Like, hear people take acid. Like, it 
opens your third eye. You know, your new organ. And then all of a sudden he, like... Taco Bell opens my brown eye. Yeah, he digs into his fucking stomach. Like, this... This is a weird... Yeah, yeah. He's holding the gun and this rash on his stomach... I, it, I was. I call it a uh, stomach pussy. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a vagina on his stomach. There's no if, ands, or what's about it. It is. They and it didn't make sense to me, like, because, like, why would you stick the gun in there, of all things? I think, you know, like, he, he, he was, I mean, I, I don't know if the gun was supposed to represent, like, you know, I mean, it's kind of phallic shaped, so I don't know if the gun was supposed to represent, like, a penis, phallic, whatever, going into there, but, like, he shoved the entire gun in there. I think it's... I don't know. I mean, I know this comes back later because he pulls the gun back out of it, so I don't know if he was like, hey, I'm just going to store this in my kangaroo pouch for now until I need it later, but... I think it's supposed to be, like, absorbing this violent media makes you violent and becomes part of you. And the gun is violent, so he sticks the gun inside of him and no. it makes him more violent just by absorbing the violent snuff film shit. Oh, that's kind of deep for a movie like this, yeah. but, you know, whatever. Yeah, it is. I'll take it. I don't think that's the case, but whatevs. I know. I know. Okay, so... He gets a call from Barry Convex, which I wonder if Convex is supposed to be like Convex. Or, when, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Convex, s- Concave. See, we shouldn't have fucking think too deep into this movie, is no. what I'm saying. But, anyways, that's one of the partners of Professor Oblivion that killed him. And he's like, oh, I sent a car to your house. I'd love to talk. And he's like, yeah, sure. I know you just killed this guy, but I'd love to come talk to you. Yeah. And then in the car on the way there, he watches a video from Barry Convex. And the video is explaining how they're a eyeglass company. Yeah. Uh, like a... How, GPS missiles for the State Department company. It's like called Oculus or or something. It's spectacular Oculus yeah. or something like that. And they help track like GPS missiles. And they also have this video drum thing, which I don't know how those three all come together. And so he gets there, and Barry Convex is like, "Well, we just want to like." track your hallucinations because everyone else has been exposed to this is in a mental hospital and Max is just like yeah okay you know and I will say it too at this point this was probably my favorite I don't know if it's my favorite scene but like the dialogue that's going on here the the I would say, I guess, the monologue that Barry Convex gives is something along the lines of North America is getting soft and the rest of the world is tough. That's so, so later. What's that? Harlan says that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's between Harlan and Barry Convex. Right. right. Yeah. So that monologue that he gives was was pretty. I was like, man, that's that's. I felt like that's kind of where the movie tried to, kind of. Put all the pieces together, I guess. So you, I felt like that's where the movie tried to put everything together. In that, all right, this is kind of what's going on. Yeah, use this, this cryptic message here. To, yeah, yeah, use this cryptic message to kind of put together 
what you think is going on in your own words. Right. <laughs> Holy God, you choking on a pube or what? Yes. Uh, okay, so he gets Max to put on this VR set to track his hallucinations, which I will say Max makes a lot of dumb decisions in this, but I feel like ever since he started watching the Videodrome, he's slowly be- becoming like a robot. To where yeah, he's, he's, he's really perceptive. Triggered. Yeah, so which maybe that would explain his dumb decisions. But he puts on this, I call it a VR headset, like a virtual reality headset, but basically makes him kind of hallucinate more. And he sees Nikki walk in and she like kind of ties herself up and gives him a whip and he starts whipping her, but he's whipping a TV and then it turns out he's not whipping her, he's whipping. Mer- Marsha, the old lady that kind of hooked him up in the beginning. Uh, Marsha, Marcasia, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, his 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 friend that was trying to sell him the softcore porn. And then cut to he wakes up. He's laying in bed and with a white noise TV going. He rolls over and there's oh god damn it and it's Marsha Marcasia something like that. The old yeah. lady is laying there tied up dead next to him. So he calls Harlan over. It's like, Harlan, you got to come take a picture of what's everyone in my bed. Harlan's like, okay. Harlan comes in. He's like, dude, there's nothing in your bed. There's nothing in his bed. And he comes over to his apartment in the middle of the night kind of thing. and Yeah, and then he's like, Harlan, you got to go see what Videodrome broadcast the last night. What's the recording? I'll meet you at your house in an hour. Yeah, they had a little bit of falling out where you thought that Harlan was like, fuck you, I quit, I don't need this. And then they kind of like, you know, hugged it out kind of thing. And Right, because Harlan's like, you're crazy, man. Because mm. Harlan has seen the same videos he has seen, supposedly. Well, so it's like, Harlan's like, no, I'm not I noticed. Yeah, I noticed this right away because the very first time they go, at, did you see him just like, he, he was just staring at that screwdriver. Yeah. So that's, you know, this is kind of the whole the whole time. It's like, well, why isn't Harlan hallucinating? Well, see, but I noticed that right away cuz I noticed they the camera panned to him for an awkward amount of time where he was literally just staring into this screwdriver like hardcore. So when this came up again, I was like, "Yep, I, you know, I remember that." I, I was like, "What the fuck is he just so enamored with that screwdriver for?" I did not notice that. Yeah. But I always thought, like, well, what the fuck? Why is he the only one hallucinating? It didn't make sense until about right now. So then he comes to the Harlan's house, and Harlan's like, yeah, no, there never was any broadcasts. He's like, what? And there's a knock on the door, and it's very convex. And Harlan has been working with these video drone guys the whole time. They were... So... I just want to make sure that did we skip the part where she comes over for a second time and she tells him she's going to Pittsburgh? I think we skipped that over, didn't we? No, I said that way back. Oh, okay. Back so we are okay. So we already we already went over that. Yeah, I was off in La La Land at that point. Yeah. So okay, yeah, but th- well, that's yeah, that's one thing too. Is is yeah. So that was another weird fucking sex scene where she was like putting out fucking cigarettes on her and. Oh yeah, I did skip. Yeah, that you did part. skip that where part. Where she yeah. put? I, 
I kind of glossed over that. She like yeah. burned a cigarette out on her. Boobies. Yeah, so she came over a second. I'm trying to figure wh- where is that in the storyline here that she came over a second time. Oh, it's way back was, when was, when he yeah, finds out it. it's in Pittsburgh and she says she's going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and he's like, don't go there. And then she's yeah. like, hey, look at me. And burns a cigarette on her tip. For yeah, yeah, that was she's. Ooh, yeah, that that was where you're like, all right, there's really something fucked up with her. But yeah, then she's so turned on with this stuff. She's gonna go try out for video drama and heads over there. She's gonna go try out for a torture porn. Yeah, pretty much. It you know, and she is hoping it's real because she just gets off on that kind of stuff. But yeah, that's one thing too. Like she is like, you know, I would say probably the main second main character next to James Woods. And she's basically fucking gone. She, well, she should have been in it more or longer before. Yeah, she I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say, you know, because, um, I mean, the storyline, the storyline has got to progress somehow. But, yeah, she really wasn't in it very much. Um, she's kind of, she's the, the MacGuffin. Or, that's not the right word. But he's, like, infatuated with her and she's yeah. barely in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, there it, it it kind of is a one man show. I mean, who do you have besides uh, James Woods? I mean, you got like very convex for a little bit at the end. You've got uh, character Oblivion and a little bit in the beginning. You've got her. It's, it's kind of all over the place. It really it, it's more of a character study, I guess you could well, say. Where it really James just, Woods is the only character we really get to know. Yeah, it's a character study on 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 Max. It's kind of what it is, and you just have some supporting characters in the background. But yeah, the story ultimately focuses just on on him, and and you've got some characters thrown in to kind of drive his story. But and what is he hallucinating? What's real? What's not? I will say, I think Barry Convex is my favorite in this movie. Yeah, what his like his maniacal smile. <laughs> yeah, good. And he's just like a little shit eating grin. Okay. Okay, so Convex and Harlan basically tell him they're all they're just trying to fuck with him and test their video drum on him. Like they weren't actually broadcasting the signal; it was tapes the whole time. Harlan was just showing Max, and Max is like, "What did I know you two years?" It's like, "Yeah, it was a good two years." Was it he shown him the video for two years, or he just known him for two years? I think he's new him for uh, two years. Yeah, I um, I don't know. And he's I, like, it's like me. Max is like, yeah, it really fucking works. And Harlan's like, yeah, it works on anybody who watches. It's like, but who would watch? So it's kind of back to blaming the viewer. Like, mm-hmm. you do these violent things because you watch this shit, but you're fucked up for watching this shit. So like, yeah. And they basically explain that when he used his station to shoot out this broadcast, any immoral people that are going to watch it, so they end up getting this tumor and hallucinating, dying, or whatever, commit violent acts and kill themselves off. Oh, and then he, Max is like, you killed Professor Oblivion, you son of a bitch, to Convex, which I, I don't understand. How does he know that? How does he know anything well, up to this point wasn't a hallucination? Like, how? Well, yeah. I was everything saying, that's, could be a hallucination. That's the thing. He doesn't know. Oblivion could be behind this whole thing. Like, I know. Yeah. I understand we're supposed to believe. Yeah. That he I mean, really did kill Oblivion. 
But there's no context for that. They don't. Ex- I really think that you can lose yourself in in this whole. I mean, if you start thinking about trying to go, you know, because I mean, this could be one of those movies too, where you know he wakes up in his bed the morning after he very first sees video drum and the whole thing was a dream. Like, how much of a fucking capo would that be? But I mean, that that's kind of. I mean, really, that's where you could go with this. That's that's why these movies frustrate me. Like yeah. other than like like Shutter Island explains it pretty well, but a lot of yeah. these kind of they're losing their mind. What's real? What's not? Movies they frustrate. Yeah, I mean me. it's 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 I I do see. I mean a lot of people say it is a cop out because it's one of those things where you could have a really awesome idea for a story and you don't know how to start and finish it, but you just do, well, let's just pretend it's all a fucking dream. So then you can really throw in any ideas that you have as long as the end of it, you're like, oh, they wake up and it's a hallucination. So, But I don't think that he that's what he was going with this. No, he wasn't. I just don't think they yeah. set it. The guideline's good. But it's just like Jacob's Ladder. Like, yeah. Four, four-fifths of that movie could have cut out, been cut out. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no, no reason for it other than trippy shit that reminds me not to get off on a tangent but do you remember we it was multiple episodes ago but we were talking there was the jacob's ladder remake or reboot yeah did you is that out have you heard anything on that yet i don't know maybe for next episode i'll do a little I research still on that hear people see. fucking praising it all the time though it's like why, why? this is not a good movie yeah. like i feel like i have to watch it again to see what i'm yeah. missing then barry convex gets out this skin type VC VHS tape. <laughs> it's like, I need you to open up for me. So Max's stomach pussy opens up and Barry. It's like he's trying to, I mean, it's funny because again, it's like that was before like USB sticks and yeah. hard drives and all that. But he's like, I'm just going to upload some shit into your stomach vagina. And they call it code in programming. Mm-hmm. So like it's smart enough to know what that kind of shit is way before the internet. But so he inserts his VHS tape into Max and then Harlan and Barry walk away and then Max hears Barry's voice. It says, "Go kill all your, go kill your two coworkers at radio st- or the station eighty three or whatever." This is where he goes like full Terminator mode, like he's just under the influence. Dude, that's exactly what I said. But he pulls a gun out <clears throat> of his stomach pussy, and it like forms into his hand. Yep. So his hand is basically a gun, and. I thought the exact thing where he's Terminator. Yeah. When he walks in there and like do, 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 do. he like talks Going in very short sentences, do, do, very do, matter do, of do. fact. So we're like he has no do, control do, do, of himself. So. I'm, I'm just giving you, you do some, that every time. I'm talk. just giving you some ambient <laughs> ambient sound in the background. <laughs> I, I literally wrote Max walks into station eighty three like the Terminator. Hell yeah. He goes into, like, the private boardroom with his two partners and just shoots them both. Yeah, just cold-blooded. Just walks in. Boom. And then he hides his gun hand underneath his coat. And he like he's out. hurt. Yeah, he runs out like he's hurt, like he is a victim. Like, okay, there's gunshots in there. You just went in and just came out, and you're the only one alive. So, mm, he got some explaining to do. But then his assistant kind of sneaks him out for some reason. This part where we can see where he's not completely like possessed because she's like, Max, and 
he kind of gives her a look to where like it's his soul is still there behind the Terminator. Yeah. Fescade, like I facade. Facade. I don't use words. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, you stick to your pop-up books, there, bud. The convex, the very convex guy, the main bad guy, his voice is in his head still because that videotape in his stomach and tells him to go kill Bianca Oblivion, even though Oblivion is not his real last name, but apparently that's what she goes by. And so he goes there, sneaks up on her, and she tells him, oh, you really were here to kill me because that's why at first she... Gave him the tape because she thought he was coming to kill her. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I'm so-and-so. I work for this station. Like, yep. he has no recollection of the meeting, so he's still in full, like, Terminator mode, like a robot. And she's basically like, no, you're assassin for Videodrome now. And he kind of, like, half chases her around the dark room, and she tricks him into watching this video of Nikki being it's murdered Nikki again, yeah. on the video drum so who knows if that's even real what he's watching yep. but it triggers him into being like well fuck these guys so you know there's still like a little part of him in it in him like he's not full robot and then she's like now you're gonna work for me bitch you're the flesh you're not video drum right mm-hmm. they call it the flesh yeah long live the flesh the flesh yep. like, so then like a gun sticks out of the TV he's looking out but it's like a it's like a gun sticking through stomach flesh and it shoots him three times and then we see the TV again and there's a chest with three holes in it bleeding so we think he's shot but then we see Bianca and she's holding the videotape and it's like I don't know what the fuck I don't know somehow it's I don't know if she makes him hallucinate enough to get the videotape out or if he's just hallucinating when she's physically taking the videotape out. Or do you think that the whole stomach vagina and that is just like That's a all representation, right? hallucination. Yeah, he's he's just becoming obsessed or obsessive. So maybe thing, she's just so. popping out the VCR, but like he's hallucinating yeah. as it coming out of his stomach or yeah. something. I don't know, but then, so now he's a robot, but for her, and she programs him to go kill the Videodrome dudes, which is Harlan and Convex. There's a random, random bum. That was a weird scene. The random bum scene? Yeah, because the random bum's watching, like... This guy wanted for murder for killing these people. Oh, like, yeah. You're yeah, charge yeah. me, Teddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah that That's nothing weird. to do with the plot line. No. But, okay, so Max goes back to this spectacular o- Oculus place. Opticals, not Oculus. Optical, yes. This glasses place, which is like Videodrome's headquarters. He finds Harlan. Harlan's like, what have you been up to? I see you've had a busy day because Harlan thinks he's still, like... Under their control or whatever. Yeah. He's like, want to kill a few more people? And Max is like, yes. Sure. So Harlan gets his videotape out, sticks it in Max's 
stomach pussy, and then it like grabs Harlan's arm. Harlan's like ah, starts screaming, sucks it right back in, and then he pulls pulls his arm out, and it's like half bone, half grenade (laughs) to where his hand should be, and he's melted and goopy and yeah. Which I liked Harlan until he turned bad. But then he backs up and blows up because it's a grenade. I don't know why he'd back up away from the guy that's no. trying to kill him. So he's dead, and then Max goes to some uh, convention for this spectacular optics glasses place. And Barry Convex is giving a speech, and Max comes Bull- up with his gun hand. And everyone in the crowd starts running and screaming. Max just shoots him. And then... Yeah, he, yeah it was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like on, on stage of the Oscars. And he, he somehow just sneaks in. Nobody bats an eye that he's, you know, wearing a jacket without any shirt underneath and looks like hell. And yeah, I'll just go and chill here for a minute and wait before I rush the stage. Okay, but this is kind of a cool scene where he... He goes up there and he shoots him in front of everybody and his body just like splits down the middle and then his face kind of bubbles up. It reminds me of uh, from Blade when he's shining that light on that fat thing. Oh, yeah. starts bubbling. That's what his yep. face looks like, but his whole like torso is split open and like... It's, it was a really cool it's gore like spaghettios. Yeah. yeah. Straight up 80s horror gore scene. Which I think this good. is what this movie is known for, is yeah. this cool body effects. So we killed the main guys from Videodrome. Then he, he goes to a abandoned ship, like an abandoned boat. Yeah, yeah. It was a tugboat. TV on it. Yep. It was, I don't know if the TV was actually working if he's hallucinating that it was working. I would have, I don't even know. I would imagine it was hallucinating because of the hallucinations that he had. Yeah. Even at this point. So, so Nikki Blondie comes on the TV and says, well, you, you heard Videodrome pretty good. She's like, well, I'm in the afterlife now. I know there's more than life. And but you hurt video drone, but you didn't destroy them. But the best way you can do really hurt them is transcend to the next level. Yeah. And basically says kill yourself. Shows a video of him shooting himself and like fucking intestines explode out the TV and then he says long live the flesh and shoots himself and that's the end of the movie. Well, there's a couple different things. He shoots himself, and then it proves that he doesn't shoot himself. Do you remember? And no. He was hallucinating that he shot himself, and then he shot himself. Well, he watches it on the TV. Yeah. He sees yep. himself. So what? I didn't think he was a, he hallucinated maybe on the TV. I didn't think he was actually shooting himself at that point. Yeah, it was. It was. It was really kind of uh, ambiguous, or <sighs> yeah. Left up to interpretation. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, part of it is, is like, you're left wondering, like, did he go and just kill the bad guys that were putting this Videodrome out? Or did he do all the bad stuff? Did he go and kill himself out of out of uh, uh, guilt? Or out of craziness? Yeah, craziness. Was like he... you would think Bianca would not want him to die. Yeah. Unless it really is, like some kind of 
transcendence yeah. into the afterlife. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, this like, like I said, this is a movie that, man, I really wish I would have watched it um, another time just so I can have a better idea. But again, I think it's one of those as well where you could watch this once and have an idea of where you think it went. You could watch it twice and you could have a different idea and you could watch it a third time and be like, oh, well, maybe it's this. So I think it's going to change each time. Um, I, I know a lot of people have different interpretations as far as what's going on, but Regardless, as far as the movie overall, I guess, in my opinion, the pros, I mean, this is um, the one thing this movie is, is unique. Um, I feel like, you know, there is a a bunch of movies around this time. We we spent a lot of time talking about John Carpenter and They Live, but that were pretty unique in that uh, they were original stories. Excellent special effects for 1983. Like, man, this was like top notch for for you know, the graphic special effects that they had. I had no problem with the acting. I thought, you know, maybe the, I mean, if you want to blame the script, I guess I don't really know. I mean, it's, they have pretty good actors uh, as far as, is their portrayal. So you don't know if that's what they were meant to do is, you know, with what they were given, but you could say it's more of a character study with, um, you know, Max and, and James Wood's character. Because really, that's what it was. There wasn't a lot of focus on any other characters. They're more there just to kind of help drive the story along. I mean, really, you didn't have any kind of there. There was no attachment or no feelings about anyone else. I mean, who else was there? You know, you started off feeling one thing with Nikki, and then you find found out that she was just fucking crazy, and uh, you know, into that really weird, you know, hurt hurt myself sex stuff where she had to get turned on that way. Um, Oblivion kind of did a 180 with his character. Uh, you've got kind of Convex and Harlan that are kind of the bad guys. Harlan started off as a good guy. But then the last one you have is Bianca. Like, man, what was she? You know, she's kind of hard to place as far as uh, protagonist, antagonist kind of thing. Yeah, I think she's controlling them, but for her own good? Or was it right. for the goodwill of everybody? I mean, she had her own, own AA group of uh, people there, but... I think it really, yeah, it suffered from its short time frame. That film, like they could have yeah. done more with it. And, and did you get that verified, or is that? I mean, is is that where? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because I I did not hear that and see that, and that does make a lot of sense. Um, but then part of me too is like I, I don't think that you know part of me wants to think that Cronenberg won't just put out a rushed film as well but i can see you know if that's the case then you're kind of he was like a new and upcoming guy and he's basically getting free money to film this as long as he got it in this short period of time i don't know and i'm i like short horror movies but i feel like this one could have benefited from being a little bit longer just to flesh out some of the thoughts and ideas yeah like develop more shit or maybe cut a character or two out i don't know i I liked harlan but he turned from like a couple scenes and all of a sudden he's bad and then the the assistant i feel like we could have built on her more too she's a pretty empathetic character yeah yeah she really you didn't really well besides her digital form you only kind of ran into her what twice yeah so why was she so loyal to him? Yeah. I don't know. But I'm not 
It is what it is. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, what do you uh, what do you rate Videodrome? I'm gonna give it a six. I'm surprised you're only going to a six. Um, I'm giving this a six point five. I think it's it's entertaining. It's short. You're not gonna be bored the entire time. I just don't think you should think too much into it, which I feel like it's kind of what we have to do is yeah. think a lot into it as what we're doing right now. But you just watch it for what it is. And I even think. if I didn't have to like think about it and you know talk about it in a two hour you know episode. It would just leave me with a bunch of what the fuck style questions. Right. You know, so if you well, think so. too much about it, it's going to piss you off, yep. I think. I mean, some of the movies are good and they do benefit from you, um, you know, really talking about it and, and trying to piece together what you think happened. I think this is one of those movies where it helps. But yeah, there's also some of them too where, you know, you can do the exact opposite. You're trying to you know, polish a turd and, 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 and squeeze every last drop out of a movie that doesn't really have that much to give. So, yeah. But anything else before we wrap up part one? Drink your medicine. Drink your medicine. Oh, do you want to even talk about this? Uh, no, because I think the keg was bad. I'm dumping it out. It tastes like shit. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it, just a little heads up for you guys. You're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? So we cracked into a second growler. Um, I got this filled up at a gas station. Yes, in Iowa, you can get growlers filled up at gas stations. And I think this one may have been sitting in the keg a little bit too long. It tastes a little skunky. I'm not drinking. I'm dumping it out. It's a little flat. Yeah, it's it's not good. I'm not going to tell you what what flavor it is. I'll give you a hint that we covered it before, talked about it before on the show. So, with that, Drunk Darius, any thoughts to leave us on? No. No. All right, folks. We'll return here shortly with part two. I hope it was as good for you as it was for us. Question mark? Boom. That was incredible. Is it good for you? <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> <laughs>